P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. We are back for another week of pop culture news. So exciting. It's a big old week, too. So much gossip. So much water cooler moments, you know? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Conspiracy theories, (laughs) drunk people, all kinds of fan favorites. Exactly. So much fun. But first, we have a review that we want to read that one of our wonderful fans left Mm. us. And just as a reminder, you can also leave us a review. We are currently on the track to 100 reviews. So if you haven't left us one, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us one. But I'm going to read a review from Whistler86 that is titled, You Too. And says, absolutely entertaining. This is a must continue to listen. Watch Jurassic Park right after listening to episode one. Because you reminded me of how fabulous it is. Unlike Mm -hmm, Fallen Kingdom. mm -hmm, Gah. mm -hmm, You guys mm -hmm. are magnificent. Your humor is fabulous. Your chemistry is magnificent. And your passion for all that you are talking about is infectious. Aww. Aww. That's so sweet. That's like one of the nicest ones, I think. It's so even, you know? It's not not picking one of us to raise above the other, you know? It's just uh, general niceties. <laughs> You're talking about how great Jurassic Park is, how bad Fallen Kingdom was, <laughs> how bad yeah. that episode that we made on Fallen Kingdom probably was, <laughs> being it was our first one and we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was enough to get them to stick around and go out of their way to leave a review. So, yeah. So, you're listening to a good episode. So, what's your deal, people? <laughs> yeah. Leave us a review. <laughs> nice, nice segue there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the respectable thing to do. We're doing all this research, bringing you all the hot news, you know, all the things you might not know, but should. And while you're at it, you can follow us on social media. Oh, yeah. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. I need to remember we're also on Facebook. We're at PS You're Wrong. And um, we're having a grand old time across all platforms. So feel free to follow us there. The Photoshop is killer. (laughs) So if you're looking for lots of great Photoshop work, Mm -hmm, head over mm -hmm, to the Instagrams. mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm building up my portfolio to make my transition into... Um, photo <laughs> shop graphic designer yeah, graphic yeah whoever does the photoshopping i'm ready you just look at our instagram and you'll see honestly flawless honestly. <laughs> top notch but um do you have some uh news you're excited to uh share with the class I have some news that I'm not particularly excited about. Oh. I don't think I've, I've been meaning to bring this up for several weeks on the podcast of how I had n- no idea that this movie was coming along, but there was a movie that I found on my IMDb page, which <laughs> seemed to just be tailor-made to me, starring someone from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, my favorite TV show, starring Emma Roberts, one of my favorite trash actresses, and involving <laughs> the horror spectacle of rich people hunting poor people <laughs> in the wilderness. Like, what could be a better movie? And then... Lo and behold, I see that it's trending on Twitter. And I think, yes, they've released another trailer. This is going to be glorious. 
no. <laughs> Instead, apparently, this movie has been canceled because after the Dayton and El Paso shootings, Donald Trump got on Twitter or some press conference. It was like, the reason why there are so many shootings in this country is because of movies <laughs> like this that are coming out, like The Hunt. And so Universal mm. just canceled the movie, which to me is ludicrous that they would cancel this when there are... Movies like The Purge and <laughs> these war movies. Like, there's just so many other well, can't movies that involve shooting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was definitely an interesting choice. I mean, I think part of the problem is the premise is actually like about red versus blue America. So it's like political in nature. But I wasn't clear on who the rich people were and if they were hunting Democrats or if they were hunting Republicans. Um, um, no one is clear on that yeah. because the movie had not come out yet. So yeah. we really don't know. Like, I could see if you had a movie that was on your slate that was like, okay, about someone who was, you know, like bullied in high school and then like came and like shot up the school, like something like Carrie esque. <laughs> and the hero of the movie was the shooter, then, okay, yeah, maybe you cancel right. that because that's not the message we're trying to promote at this time but this was like the shooters the bad guys and these people who are like drugged and brought into this area (laughs) and who are the hunted are trying to take over and kill the people who are coming after them Uh which seems like a plot line that's in lots of movies of (laughs) there's bad guys coming after you and you're trying to kill them like i don't understand what makes this different from any other movie that has a gun in it no for sure it's weird that they like immediate like so quickly decided to cancel it and no one was asking for this other than trump this wasn't like a huge public outcry (laughs) yeah like i don't i remember seeing the trailer and thinking that's gross that's like the purge not really original but i knew it would be something other people could enjoy But then suddenly it was just like, oh, yeah, no, we're canceling it. But we totally support this like satirical take on things. It's just like not the right time. And it's like, well, either you support it or you're scared of the powers that be. And so it's it's just it does seem sort of strange. The like level of censorship that our (laughs) commander in chief can wield through a passing Twitter thought. Do you think that they will release The Hunt at some point in the future or like it'll go to streaming or something? Because I really want to watch this movie. (laughs) I'm sure it will either get leaked, get an international some sort of thing or come out in years to come and it'll just become this sort of like cult hit. I mean, it sort of reminds me of like um, that really dumb movie... The interview? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The North Korea Exactly. One. And so that got banned and that itself made it like a cultural moment. So it feels like there might be some of the same interest in it now, but... And like Betty Gilpin's in this movie <laughs> from Glow. Hilary Swank is in it. Yeah. Justin Hartley from... Um, oh, what's that? This is Sad, us. Sappy. Yeah. Yes, this is us. <laughs> like there's lots of good people in this. I know. We can't just let this piece of art not make it into the world. Just send a nice note to the to Universal saying you're like sick or your mom is a huge Hillary Swank fan and maybe they'll give you a, a digital copy. 
We could only hope. <laughs> I mean, like, in all seriousness, I had seen the trailer for this and had thought, oh, this is going to make it into my top 10 movies of the year. This feels exactly up my alley. Top and 10? Then, oh, my word. Yeah. I yeah. was excited. <laughs> it's a little swank. So what has she done recently that's top 10? Well, you know? not recently, but she is a great, she's a two-time <laughs> Oscar-winning actress, Shelby. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. We could have really had an interesting, you know, episode about it, really explored the messaging in it. Oh, you, know? you wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> Maybe if it comes out now, you'll have to watch it, though. Yeah, exactly. Well, in other sad news, Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus announced uh-huh. their breakup this week, which was... I guess surprising in the sense that they were just barely married last year and she had just been in a slew of interviews where she talked about their relationship and how, yeah, it's unconventional, but like they make it work. But what's crazy is, so they broke up, it was sad, whatever, but she's currently on a on like a jet setting tour with Brody Jenner's recently announced ex-wife. And people were like, oh, cute, like girl power, getting together to talk about your feelings. But they were caught making out in paparazzi photos. So they were, they were hooking up, you know, days after announcing their blitz. So people are a little bit <laughs> split on, you know, whether that's good, whether it's bad, whether that's in bad taste and poor Liam, Hemsworth is being asked about it and he's just like I don't have the words like can't you imagine how hard this is for me so it's all a lot so wait do we think that both of them broke up because they were in love with each other no or that they just are kind of on a (laughs) rebound yeah I think it's like a rebound I mean Miley has definitely she's said that she's bisexual and she or uh, pansexual or she just doesn't see gender she doesn't care she loves who she loves so i don't think it was necessarily a publicity stunt sort of rebound but i don't think they were like in love with each other and ran off to italy Mm. to be together finally but i mean just in case you're worried liam and miley wanted to let everyone know that they are still dedicated parents to their animals so no animals were harmed in this split (laughs) Well, they're celebrities. So what they actually mean yeah. is that there are people other than them still <laughs> taking care of their animals, but they will each be allowed to post Instagram pictures of their <laughs> exactly. animals. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever Good they get know. back around to them. We got some casting news this week and not surprisingly about a new Disney movie. <laughs> Ryan Murphy behind yes. the American Crime Story franchise, which I have loved so far. There was the People versus O.J. Simpson yeah. and then the assassination of Gianni Versace, which I think we had talked a little bit about last year. Mm-hmm. And now there's a new one coming out about the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Yes. And they have cast Beanie Feldstein from Lady Bird and Booksmart to be Monica Lewinsky. So which excited. I was sort of surprise like uh, that's not exactly what i think of when i think of monica lewinsky but i love beanie feldstein so i'm excited about it that's the whole point matt is she was just a kid she was just like 19 so i mean i think it's it's not the age (laughs) beanie just feels so like i don't know like fun and maybe monica lewinsky was fun and energetic and comedic and that was sort of tainted in the experience because monica lewinsky is a 
writer or producer on this, right? Yes. She's part of the story process. I'm excited for this. I loved the OJ one. I ended up enjoying the Versace one, but not nearly as much as I liked OJ. But I think Monica Lewinsky will be such a good story one because it's so timely and she's been back in the news and with like the Me Too stuff, it's felt more relevant to revisit that. But it's also one that like OJ, I've always like heard about and know little details of, but it'll be like really interesting to get into into it all. And I think um, plus they have Sarah Paulson. So anything she does, I just love. Yeah, I'm excited because, like you said, I don't really know the story that well. People in my office were talking about, oh, they cast so-and-so as this person. And I was like, I have no yeah. idea who that is. <laughs> but I don't think they've released who is playing Bill or Hillary yet. So I'm excited <laughs> yeah. to see who that is. Might I suggest the great John Travolta as Bill Clinton? <laughs> he was so good in the O.J. Simpson one. He and was, you know that he likes true. to recast similar people. <laughs> I'm surprised that Sarah Paulson didn't get Hillary. That feels like a role that she was born to play. But she doesn't seem like a Hillary at all. But but and she she's older like, than the Hillary timeline, isn't she? I don't know. I think <laughs> Hillary was in her 40s or so. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to not have her be Hillary. I'm, I think she's playing a more uh, important role and it'll feel like if she gets to dig her, she's just like an underrated actress. And I just enjoy when she gets those meatier parts to kind of play with. Yeah, that's true. I'm a little bit squeamish that Monica is involved. I'm worried that we might end up with sort of a Bohemian Rhapsody or <laughs> Rocket Man type of thing where the person, the star of the movie is working on it. And so the story can't necessarily be as even handed yeah. as we would like it where I feel like the in some of the other installments of this it's been like everybody sort of looks a little bit well smarmy, I mean the I OJ like one was basically be. based on Sarah Paulson's character's memoir right so it's like biased in that way yeah but I don't know if she was like how if she was like a producer on it right you know yeah so it's one thing to be based on something. It's another <laughs> thing to have the person on set being like, oh, I think you could play me a little bit nicer, yeah. you know? Like, Well, I mean, she's been silenced for a while. Someone else has been able to tell her story for a few decades. So, so maybe it's okay. I'm looking for journalistic integrity, <laughs> Shelby. In a Ryan Murphy story. Yes, that's what he's yeah. known for. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Of course. Um I have a, uh, I guess I don't know which one I want to do. This is sort of old news, but I was just reminded of it and I really want to talk about it with you. So Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, I don't know if you heard about this, but they were announced that they were writing a movie together again, which is a huge deal because, of course, that's where they got their start with Goodwill Hunting. And um, they were going to pr- write it, produce it, star in it. And um, <laughs> and they got uh, Ridley Scott to direct it. And so people were stoked until they like read the uh, premise, which is crazy. I'm pretty sure it takes place in like, I don't know what era, but sometime in the past France, you know, <laughs> and past it's a re- France, past yeah. France history, historical, happy go lucky. But it's a revenge story of two best friends. And one goes to war and he comes back and his wife tells him that his best friend raped her. And so he has to defend her honor. And he's like, hey, best friend, you raped my wife. And he's like, no, I didn't. And they take it to court and the uh, the (laughs) 
French king is like, you will fight this to a duel. And the last man standing obviously wins. If the rapist wins, then we'll find him innocent and we'll kill the woman for lying. And, you know, if the husband wins, then we'll let her off the hook. And so basically, it's going to be this weird pseudo revenge fantasy plotline that's not at all about the woman. It's about these two bros who are dueling it literally. And I just can't get over how bad these optics are and yet how unsurprising it is that this has come from Ben Affleck's brain, you know? I'm confused. I don't see any problem with this (laughs) storyline. I feel like it feels very appropriate for 2019. And really, why should the woman be in it at all? I hope she doesn't get any lines. I hope that it's just Ben Affleck and Matt Damon fighting over her. And then she'll probably die in the end. Of course. Yeah. She'll probably dive in front of the bullet to save her husband and and die for something good and and free everyone from their guilt. And the men will become friends again. I would very gladly watch some kind of show where it's set in old-timey France and people have to <laughs> duel for things that the king has declared. I mean, that yeah. sounds interesting to me. Yeah, it's like, they're like, this is the last um, like state-approved duel. Like, this is the last duel the king would ever choose. So obviously, it's going to be really emotional and, and lead to the banning of, of duels forever. <laughs> Okay, let me pitch you on this. Okay. So it's basically the same premise, but instead of the two men fighting, the woman fights against the man that she has (laughs) said raped her. And instead of a duel, both of them are released into a private area where (laughs) other rich, wealthy people can hunt them down and the last one left living wins. That's really dark. That's almost maybe worse than this one because it's just like... The woman has to be traumatized again, you know? (laughs) Why is she being hunted? Because she's the accuser, and that's how we (laughs) solve crimes in ancient France. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think you should get with Ben, get with Matt. Maybe you can work Casey into this as well, you know? Just have a good hurrah about women and uh, female empowerment and characters. I don't think we've talked about this, but there's the phrase going around problematic fave. Do you know what that means? (laughs) Yeah. About how like everybody has a person who is problematic, but they're still your favorite. And Casey Affleck is my problematic. Oh my gosh. Bleep that out. That is, that is inappropriate. That is not welcome here. That is, why is he, I get the problematic part, obviously, but why is he your favorite? I just think he's such a good actor and he's in lots of movies that I really like. Oh, boy. You know what he's coming out with this year is a movie where all the women have died and he has the last... His his daughter is the last woman on earth and um, he has to like protect her or something. So he, he basically, after being silenced on the stage at the Oscars for his sexual assault cases, decided to make a film where no women exist. So again, I don't see the problem with that in 2019 (laughs) feels very good optics. Do you have a problematic fave or are you going to pretend you don't have one? My problematic fave. Lena Dunham. Oh my gosh. (laughs) No. I mean, I guess, depending on the point of view, Taylor Swift could be construed. Oh, yeah. She definitely is a problematic fave. So there's that, or there's like, I don't know. I really want to know. 
what I mean, you've talked to me so much about pop culture. Is there someone that I just like have a shine for? I feel like I've talked about this recently too, but I can't I feel remember like you who. Have, there's like some people who you feel like are hot. And I'm trying yeah. to think that probably one of them is like a little bit skeezy, oh, sure. but I just can't yeah. remember which one. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's someone in there. But you know what? No one's as bad as Casey Affleck being your problematic fave. So that is not even true. I could have, there's a lot worse options. I think his is only alleged, isn't it? Had there been any <laughs> yeah, because concrete he, evidence. He silenced them out of court. They settled. So, so okay, so, take so, that as so you he will. paid for his, you know, time or whatever. Okay. <laughs> Um, I was going to bring up how Olivia Jade, Lori Laughlin's daughter, is not going back to USC and is instead pursuing her influencer career yet again. But I feel like (laughs) we're running short on time and I want to talk about my love it or hate it. So shall we move on to that? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Let's get into it. I don't know if you've watched this show or if you have talked about this maybe before and I just forgot and then I found it myself (laughs) and I'm separate of you. But I have recently watched both seasons of the show Fleabag in preparation for mm -hmm. our Emmys podcast. And it is one of the most delightful, wonderful shows that I have seen in recent history. It's about it's from this woman, Phoebe Waller Bridge, who also came up who also um produced, directed, wrote um uh Killing Eve. But basically oh, okay. it's sort of like a comedy. She is like a young British woman who is trying to like get over the recent passing of her best friend and her life is kind of in shambles. But it's it's a comedy and they're only half hour episodes. Each season's only six episodes long. But it is just like such a delight. And Olivia Coleman is in it. And it, it's just, I don't know. It's such a small show. Like it's not really about anything big. And the episodes are all just kind of like fun, quirky, like little things. But it's but it has very like serious thoughtful moments and then it's also Mm -hmm. really funny at the same time and I just like couldn't stop watching it I just like breezed through it and I feel like anybody who has the opportunity should give it a watch because it's real short and real fun I know you're gonna be shocked but I haven't watched it yet Oh my People gosh, keep telling be. me to, and I it's like on my list. It's just like I always like forget about it, you know, until someone then mentions it again. Shelby, this feels like <laughs> a very you show. Like like very you. I know, I know. It's the one where she like breaks fourth wall all yes. the time, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, very yeah, yeah. feministy. It's very, <laughs> you know, fun. And I feel like it's your sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. The the breaking the fourth wall. She's constantly like talking to us as the viewer while scenes are going, which which is fun, but also is a testament to how good of an actress she is because it's like she's in an actual scene with another person. And then she's just kind of, you know, like winking to us as we go. And sometimes she goes back and forth really rapidly. So it's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. To What's watch. it on again? Is it HBO or Amazon? Oh, you ask me these difficult questions. Oh, cause you, cause you have your own uh, methods. I forget. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, Amazon or Hulu. Maybe? Okay. I'll, I'll find it. Yeah. I, I should know better than I think it's Amazon. Though. I'm pretty sure it's Amazon. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. I'll check it out. You know, I'll do it because you're right. I have to be ready for the Emmys. So, and it's only like it's 
Yeah, like, that less definitely than six makes hours. me. It's so. No short. one had mentioned that yet, so I was like, oh, I can't like start a whole new show and do no. two seasons of it. But okay, you could easily and... finish it like over a weekend, like two nights. Like I watched each season <laughs> in one night. <laughs> okay, perfect. Because it's only three hours. It's like two movies. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Don't get defensive. It's fine. Netflix and chill. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a TV show for Love It Too. Um, Glow season three just came out on Netflix, and Glow is the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. It's this show. The premise is it takes place in the eighties, and it's these sort of ragtag actors, actresses, nobodies who put together this female version of you know wrestling, and uh, it's. It's sort of a slow burn. Like the first season, I didn't necessarily love it. But then you start to like care about the characters and they do such a good job of like making these women so different and interesting and also funny and weird. And so by season two, I was really into it. And season three has been so good so far. So you don't really see that a lot. And it's important to note that Netflix has a pattern of canceling shows after their second season yes. because the numbers show that they don't get new engagement after the second season. They don't get new people to register for Netflix or pay for Netflix. And so they'll just cancel them once they have you in the bag. So I feel like it's our duty to really treasure those third seasons when we get them. I know. RIP American Vandal. Oh, yeah. Truly greatest show. So sad. Uh, Netflix, man, they're making some bonkers choices. But at least they gave me Glow season three. I feel like my issue with Glow, I I haven't watched it at all. But Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. issue is like, why didn't we just cast it with all men? You know, and maybe have like one of them be a girl, but like most of them be men. Yeah, it could be like Mulan, but like an 80s wrestling, you know? Yeah, but the but like the woman's not the main character. She's just oh, okay. like hot okay. yeah, and yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, in the yeah, background. Yeah, yeah. And oh, then yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. they're all being hunted by rich people. <laughs> yeah, I think actually the star of Glow would be really good in a sort of hunting movie where she's racing against the clock to find her hunters and destroy them in violent ways. That sounds like an amazing idea. If only someone had made and then not canceled that movie. Uh, I can't wait for you to just like see that one day and realize, oh, they just used this as an, as an excuse as an to excuse. cancel yes. a truly bad movie. Because it was a bad movie. Uh, I know. That, that'll be the worst. Um, but speaking of truly bad movies, on Thursday we are covering <laughs> The Kitchen, which I think is sitting on a 18% Rotten Tomato score yeah. right now yeah. and was a true nightmare. No one saw yeah. it. I'm sure you, listener, <laughs> did not see it. But come listen to our podcast because I think it'll be a good time of us just dissecting how this bonkers. tragedy yeah. took place. It's really just, uh, it'll be a, a, an experience to talk about for sure. And until then, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on social media, and we will see you guys on Thursday. Bye. Bye.